Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us, as they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table. The story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Hello and welcome back to this season-ending commentary of Bone Thrower's Theater. This is Johnny, who normally plays Chime North. I'm Ellie, playing Archie. I'm Aaron, and I usually play Sam Faluge. This is Jeremy, usually playing Julian Illix. This is Jeff, usually playing Jer Lan. And I'm Jordan, and I am the GM. Yay! Guys, this has been a fantastic season of Bone Thrower's Theater. A fantastic season finale. Oh my yes. gosh, these last series of episodes. Epic. After each one, we're just like, oh my goodness. Epic. That was that awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> It's definitely uh, uh, please don't cancel between seasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we promise we still have some something in the tank. Well, that, which brings up an interesting point. Oh. We got halfway through season two, and I mean, we're talking about the direction this is going to go, and each of us are like, I don't know if we're going to be able to wrap this up in two seasons, two seasons like we normally do. So we are entering one, the players. Uh, as both or Sears sitting around the table are entering uncharted territory, just like our characters. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, as we plan out a third season of a campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, how long did uh, Terra Proxima stay? Terra Proxima still two seasons. It was um, maybe just a couple more episodes then. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, where we are right now, it's like 60 some and we're at 50 some okay right now, but... yeah yeah so the thing for the thing for Terra Proximus was that we didn't actually have a set number of sessions for to define a season that was something that I introduced with Angel's Guard and I actually think that it was a very good innovation yeah yes um, oh yes because I think yeah. that having season breaks actually makes me as a GM focus on how the story is being molded a little bit more yeah mm-hmm. um, and but I mean, it's the same thing. The way we did Terra Proximus with starting season two with flashback scenes gave a new feel yeah. to season two, yeah. which took the story in a different direction as well. So it did. It it gave a new something new to drive the story, yeah. As well, just like planning out the seasons gives something new. I enjoy yeah. how much how much we experiment with structure. I think that is something that. Um, is a distinctive advantage of how we play. Um, like it's not not just linear. It's like we've had this opportunity in the season one to do some side shots, and now in season <laughs> two, we've done some flashbacks. flashbacks that have really helped define a character that we didn't really know a lot about at the very beginning. Well, yeah. even the world, like we know a lot about some of the the backstory and we know a lot of the history yeah yeah um but it also gives us some other insights about the part where when we came to this world things of that nature so it was stuff that was 
definitely outlined in the the uh, microscope section. Yeah. yeah. But without any clear communication. So the first flashback scene with Archie. Uh, oh my gosh. Jeff and I across the table were sitting here dying, like looking at each other because we both had the same thought. And some of that theory could still possibly be true, but not as it's laid out in the timeline. We discussed after that's uh that episode and we didn't want to discuss it in front of jordan just in case it would bring some bad juju so jeff and i stepped outside <laughs> and discussed what it was and both of us immediately thought that this that first flashback scene was actually centuries ago yeah yeah a couple uh, and a couple the, hundred years a couple ago. hundred years ago <laughs> and the water elemental that was in archie is actually Jer's water elemental. <laughs> that would be crazy. Uh, yeah. That would be pretty fun. I didn't think about that. Because that would totally redefine Jer as a character. Because that would mean that Jer is an android. No, not necessarily. Yes. Because... No, because, remember, he got forced to, uh, yes, to bond the water elemental instead, instead of the earth, earth elemental. Which he was, cho- he was choosing earth, but... I wanted to, or he wanted Earth, but he was forced. That's right. And water. Here's the part that I thought of that could conceivably still be true. I mean, it's not the way we set it up in microscope, but could be an interesting twist <laughs> that androids, humans think they created and invented androids, but that comment when we came to this planet, when we came to this world, that. We elementals reversed the, engineered. Yeah, we were reversed. Uh, humans reverse engineered, and androids are a lot older than even any yeah. humanity knows because elementals have been coexisting with humans for a long time, longer than we knew. under the guise of androids. Yeah. So even before any humans knew that there were a such thing as elementals, mm-hmm. there were androids. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. I like it. Well, and that's kind of how the the thrust of that that monologue went because it, it was like we had to figure out some way to coexist with them, and this is what we chose. We chose artificial forms. Now, that's not necessarily how things are always done, you know. So yeah. somewhere along the line, the the elementals had a, a drastic shift in their thinking. That idea has been something that's been kind of playing in my the back of my mind for a while. It's like, no, it probably didn't start off this way, but because we're basically living in a world where everything is coming apart, right? We're living where things are not supposed to be the way that they've become. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is really interesting to see how this is being shaped. Yeah. And honestly, I think that it's been really cool to learn about the characters and everything like that and really focus on the characters a lot. And now we're moving into the bigger world. So So now we get to see the world and how our characters interact with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I have to, we're going to see how Chime interacts with it because everybody else has been outside the dome. Well, yeah. In one shape shape or form. Tried to hint at that Jer had been outside, that Sam had been outside. Obviously, as players, we know Archie and Bear have yeah. been outside. So, Chime, you're the only one that is truly 
a yeah. fish out of water exactly. in this experience. So Sam's time in the wilderness is very limited. Julian and apparently now Jer, which I had no idea of, <laughs> yeah. um, have spent extensive yeah. time and have been trained to spend time in the wilderness. Yeah. So that's why when we were in the school, Julian was like, oh, he knows exactly the things to grab that we need. Because mm-hmm. he's going to sort of be in his element, which we saw a little bit of in the beginning of season two with Julian's mm-hmm. flashback scene. Even as a little kid, he was being trained to be outside. Yeah. Another big piece of plot mover in the game, uh, the, the MacGuffin of this session. Oh my gosh. The helmet. Yeah. Well, the helmet and Del Linden. Del Linden. It, there's another big one in there that I know we. It's, it's going to be a big point in season three, if and when it comes out. Is and we'll talk. Can talk about each of these three individually. Is the fact that Choler's elemental. Yeah. That is yeah. in Archie. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. big. One. That's a huge. That's to me. That's the biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. The helmet. What is cool. was was a cool, cool. yeah. It was cool definitely edition. definitely a MacGuffin. First, let's talk about Dunlinden because that's the one that sort of came first. If we don't count the flashback one, which yeah. is the huge one, um, about halfway through that, not even halfway through, shortly after you said, "There's this biggest air elemental you have seen." Yeah, and that's when I was like, "Holy crap! This is a council member, and he is showing his face." We're all going to die. <laughs> and Jordan, you did a good job of making it feel like you were trying to kill us. Yes, because yeah. I, I thought you, I thought you were actually trying to kill us. I thought we were all dead. Like I, I was. Oh yeah. I was like, yeah, well, no. all right, it's it's game over. That's, that's yeah. The end. And as much as you guys heard me complain, complain, complain about it, it was a very good story oh. point to have Julian's shot that was dead on yeah not do uh-huh. a bit of damage not do oh, yeah. a thing it made it so much more terrifying yes it would have been a little anticlimactic to get to this this big scene and then this big baddie's threatening and then he's just like one shot boom, he's he's done. but i mean that's happened so many times in yeah, the games that, like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that i i yeah. had to like kind of let's pump the brakes a little bit here literally <laughs> that was and thinking back to Terra Proximus, Jordan, I mean, you owed that to to me to stop the bullet because yeah. I I did the exact opposite with AJ McKinley. You're like, hey, AJ McKinley's going to be this big bad. I'm like, I'm dropping a uh, hero point on it and I'm killing him. Jordan's like, <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> I guess I have to let you do it. Yeah. I think though that's a, that's a sign of growth. It's like, yeah, sure. There's a certain amount of plot armor for the main characters, right? You know, oh yeah, in the, the way that we do the stories. But, you know, I've got to be able to have something that's terrifying to you guys. And every time I've tried to do it in the past, I've underestimated it. And so this time I'm like, I'm just pulling out all the stops. Or you underestimate the first time and then the next time you overestimate. Yeah. Like Terra Proximus. We fought the first Jaguars and we're like, slaughtered them. And you, Jordan's like, how am I going to... Tr- oh, those were kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next one are the actual trained adults. Yeah. It's like, were, <laughs> but, so here's the thing. It's like, I was like, okay, so he's just... He's absolutely stacked in terms of dice. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know? and, and, and that was the only way to really make Del Linden 
Um, and that, also, he was a lot of fun to play as a former Black Ops character uh-huh. who has like ascended up the ranks to uh, the Councilship. And I wonder how he did that. Yeah. yeah. That scene, I, I thought, was just a great moment as well. Just entering into that scene, yeah. knowing, okay, there's their lookout here. We're going to stage our lookouts. Everybody knows we got lookouts everywhere. Yeah. Hopefully they won't know where all of us are, and apparently they didn't. They only knew uh-huh. where Julian was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and as Jordan says, that moment of stopping the bullet, very cinematic in one of those yeah. moments where you think this is going to be the kill shot. Yeah. You uh-huh. think this is going to be, oh, they've got this handled, and then something yeah, with a very like unexpected happens. <laughs> Yeah. It's like the, the bullet like slows that? down. He just pulls it yeah, out of well, the air. That happened. Yeah, I, that's when I was like, okay, yeah, we're all dead. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and I always build my character fully expecting they will die at some point. I get into my characters, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, they're going to die. It's just the way it happens. Yeah, and honestly, halfway through season two, you know, when we started, I had this attachment to Bear. Yeah, uh, and then the talk started to happen. Of oh, if Bear's gonna stick around, and I was like, well, now it's time to turn over Bear because I still want to hang on to Julian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I hang on to Bear, Julian's gonna go. <laughs> yeah, no, Bear is a very fun, unexpected NPC. Yes. Oh, Bear is great. Bear is turning into to cross reference our campaigns, the yeah. burn tale, yeah, of Elements of War. Yeah, he's becoming the GMP NPC in yeah. certain regards. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was so convinced that we were all going to die in that with the Dell Linden. I was willing to almost sacrifice myself to take him out. Yeah, like when I pulled out. Whether and you had yeah. the bomb, I had, I had a yeah. I was like, like, and I was like, oh, oh my see, God. what I was like, expecting was for you to south the bomb, like as you're saying, the bomb turned to shadow. I didn't think of that. (laughs) That's what I was expecting. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, So, yeah, I was trying to get that out and get it to blow up, because that's like 5D of damage. All right, that's a pretty hefty... uh, If you could move faster, you'd be Nightcrawler. Yeah. (gasps) Every time he's about to get injured, just poof. Turn to shadow, reappear somewhere else. Need to figure out how to move faster. Yep. <laughs> uh, now design your spell and make the target a little bit higher. Yeah. I want to circle back to the flashbacks for a little bit because oh. Ellie and I actually planned those out beforehand. Like those were good. Yeah. 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 Very good. Like I had. A, I, were fun. I, they were. I sent her an outline of like these are the points that I want to hit. It's very a reason I like it is very unexpected too because. Oh, as players knowing the background of Archie, there was at times during the flashback scene where I totally expected, oh, well, this should happen. Yeah. This, this is not happening this way. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, this is interesting. Yeah. yeah. It was just as interesting for us as it was for you guys. Well, the, like, the the big reveal about the elemental. Oh, yeah. I yeah. told her. That, I yeah. told her that there was going to be, what did I say? There, there was going to be a scene where... The it's elemental, the, right, right. The, they merge, right. There were that there was going to be a merge, but I didn't tell her who that other elemental was. So I was just in the dark as you guys. And just you saw all of us. I know you. you, like you were, all, all of us were just like, uh-huh. like losing our minds silently <laughs> on here on the side while we're letting the scene unfold in front of us. That was like, I'm still oh, losing no, my this mind. This is Choler. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. You, you don't understand the emotional turmoil that puts me in. Oh, I can't wait till you find out. <laughs> or, or Julian yeah. at that point it as well, because be, that's the that's person that kidnapped his kid. Yeah, it's gonna it's, be that's the real awesome. reason she's dead. Yep. Yep, that's mm. going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so so basically, I, I turned your character, who everybody seems to like very well, Oh yeah, into the most hated <laughs> villain from season one. Oh lovely! I would like and to make a note. This is my first uh, season so yeah, far yeah, 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 of yeah. this campaign. We should have given you season one to listen to. I ever oh, we gave you a pretty good I, chunk of I, it. I, yeah, I, yeah. the episode. I gave her the episode where the bomb went off. So, oh, yeah. so that's she should have known yeah. who Choler was from that scene. Um, but. <laughs> Since last session, when we started talking about, oh, the characters are most likely going to have to leave the city and be out in the wilderness. I, and it seems like it could be going in this direction. I, we should find a way to be a little bit more creative than this. But has anybody seen the original version of uh, Red Dawn? Mm-hmm. No. No. Yes. Yes. Ooh, the part, the scene where they are in the snowy wilderness and they realize there's a spy among them yeah oh you know what would be really good i'll have to think about this idea but I, i'm thinking like like an interstitial episode that bridges yeah. us to the next like a mini series so or something like fiasco not necessarily fiasco but something like a one-shot setting would be a good way for us to do the whole wandering through the wilderness yeah that's thing. exactly what i'm trying yeah, to get at it's yeah, yeah, it's not thinking doing like season. You know, five or six sessions of us well, wandering through the wilderness. Because con- they could. And this is something I know we'll try and flush out in between now and the next time we pick uh, Elements of War back up. Is during this next season, conceivably, we have to make it to the Animal Preserve and most likely back. Yeah, to yeah exactly. exactly. Or we do a one shot that gets us to the Animal Preserve. And then we go. That's my thought. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. A episode focusing on each character's perspective yeah. in traveling the wilderness. Yeah. But, um, but back to the helmet. That was the third one that was on there. I thought that was very interesting. And again, it comes to the point where as characters and also as players, it, there was a bit of mystery into it because we were like, wait, is this actually supposed to be happening? Is this actually... Or is this... Thing plausible is it this is able to be done in the mm-hmm. world that we have created and made me think that the level of technology is another form of control that there's actual higher levels of technology that are not released released to everyone and i know that's that's <clears throat> the same but I'm, I'm thinking there's a huge gap yeah between the ruling body and the rest of us yeah everybody's told that no no those those things aren't possible yeah so to go back to our north korea analogy yeah same idea the kim jong-un drives a, like a jaguar and a bmw and the rest of the country drives whatever dots and knockoff they make on on their own you know well yeah but the, i mean it's but that's at the same time is not something at least i assume that the general population knows that, oh, yeah, the leader's going to have the fancy car. Yeah. It's not something that they're totally unaware of, that, oh, there's not even, there's no fancy cars, there's only these. Oh, right. right. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Well, it's like, so like, it would be like if 
the citizens of North Korea all had dial-up internet. They know internet exists, but they only have dial-up. They think that's the fastest there is. Meanwhile, Kim Jong-un has gigabit speed connections. Well, yeah. You know? It's like that. Yeah. Because that's a pretty drastic... Yeah. Pretty drastic gap between, again, the... But yeah, I, yeah. That, that's a very interesting idea. Because all the other, I mean, one, there's wire, there's something can be powered wirelessly that wasn't designed to have an elemental in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, um, if you notice, uh, every time we reference computers, they're just big clunky things. Yeah. Like from the CRTs, 70, 70s and 80s. Yeah. And then you've got this, in our, for our culture, super sophisticated Heads up display in a helmet. Yeah, yeah, which is that still could've... would be cutting edge for our times. Yeah, that, that maintained so. a database on every person that could Facial identify recognition and yeah. pull up the identify whether or not they were uh, what kind of elemental they yeah. had. Yeah, yeah, you're talking a couple terabyte hard drive inside that helmet. Right. I mean, it was a yeah. That's another thing. I was like, ooh, someone's figured out how to do the technology aspect of. The ma- what happens to Julian's innate power when Sam does his magic? Yeah, well, they so, can actually yeah. see the I mean, signatures well, of least, the elementals. Well, it, it wasn't quite the same. It was it was more a vague. Oh, it's water. Right. Or, it wasn't oh, exactly fire. the same, but right. it was it was it wasn't in that seeing. It was a technical technological version of it. Yeah. 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 But the simple answer is that elementals developed it. It was something that they brought with them. Yeah. Yeah. Another aspect that I really, really liked. Um, and Jordan, I love this about the way we build our, our campaigns is there are moments where Jordan was like, this is the mythos. This is what's going on behind this. And then there's other times where it's like, all right, you guys are about to find out a bank of information. What do you find out? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about this one is the dossiers that, that Dell had. Dell had. We went around the table and everybody got to create their own yeah. sort of, a, all right, what does the council really know about your character? Yeah. Yeah. And that was very interesting. It's uncanny how much correct information they had. <laughs> and how much information. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, information some of it was very vague. Have. Some of it was relatively specific. Um, but nothing super duper... Well, I can... Although some yeah. of it was maybe information that we ourselves didn't have because our characters didn't have. Right. Characters didn't have. That's yeah. what I was going for yeah. with, with what Julian... And so, sort of, I wanted to tie in some of the things that we had talked about as players yeah. into Julian's background um, since I was creating for what Julian was. We already said that Julian didn't originate in Consiglio and there would have to be, have been a reason for him to be allowed to move to Consiglio. Mm-hmm. And... To say that he was allowed to move because he was already on the council's watch list. Yep. Because of that connection, which they are calling the Rogue One, which I was attempting to be a reference to the elemental that was in his mother that yeah. was then in Aelin. That for some reason, and that was written into the backstory that that might have been an elemental that the Fire Drakes were after to uh-huh. have in their possession already, but for some reason they can't control that one. Which is why they're calling it the Rogue One. Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I picked up on that. It was a lot of fun. Let's go ahead and talk our three points. Or, well, let's go ahead and talk character points in general. 
since this was a season closer, and I feel One like... One point each. Oh. <laughs> Two points. No, I'm going to go ahead and give you 38 all. points. 38. Is that exactly how much I mean? should get 38. <laughs> well, you're not getting it. Everybody gets 20 points. Hey. 20 points. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Let's go ahead and talk character, role-playing, snack. Character advancement first? Yes. I I gonna say it was built and designed for our team. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. Which I I think is was very fitting. Yeah. Um, and even though there was an outline, I do like. Gosh, those some of these choices that you keep constantly making as far as. <laughs> uh, the, the, the outline was very vague. The outline was very vague. And I like, thought I thought you developed the character. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, because it it was always has always been. There's this mystery. It's like. Oh, and the funny part is, it's really good character development for listeners. Terrible character development as far as the other players, are, no, the other characters are concerned. No, 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 no. I think this developed Archie's character for Julian so much more. Like, he has a more defined, all right, this is exactly what's going on with Archie. Oh. I think he has that, aside from not knowing that specific fire elemental. Well, yeah. Ooh. Oh, what do you know? You, did, did you ever see Chullers? I did. You did? But it's, something had to have been done differently to it. Well, to, it, it's, it's in some form of containment. Women. I gets it. Okay, so yeah, so that for that reason, Julian has not made that connection. That, and, but anyway, and you haven't made the connection to Project Vertiginous yet. Well, Julian doesn't know that any of that information. Only, think, only Sam knows that information. Because Sam was the only one that actually saw that in the, mm-hmm. in the helmet, display. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, what I was saying is, yes, last session to Julian, Archie was this big enigma. It's like, I have no clue what's going on here with this elemental. Is it an android problem? Is it an elemental problem? And the more and more they talked as Julian talking to Archie and then Julian pinpointing, okay, now I'm not talking to Archie. Mm-hmm. Now I'm back at talking to Archie. And I think that was a big conduit using Bear to sort of figure some of this out. Julian has a more understanding of Archie's character. So I say to Julian even that he's not so much confused anymore by what's going on. So I think that plays a big part into that character well, advancement. Yeah. Chime's a little confused because Julian seems to be trusting Chime a little bit more. Ooh, that's another thing to talk about. Um, Is that the box thing? Uh-huh. Oh. He made this switch to the box. Julian did that because he does not trust that when, if and when Katari wakes up, that that box won't still be in play and in danger. Yeah. So he wanted to be the only one that actually knew where the box was so that if at any point somebody comes after Chime for the box, he knows that Katari is the one that... And Chime is a pretty soft target too, so... Yeah. <laughs> he knows that Katari is the one that actually... Yeah. Leaked the, leaked the, leaked the information. Oh, uh, yeah. no, I'm following. I, I, I got that, like... You... As you as was doing yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. But so Chime is... Confused. Well, yeah, and that's why he led off with, oh, I'm not going to tell you everything because it's for the safety of the group. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, so getting back to character. Yeah, character. I, I, character advancement. My vote Archie. is for Archie, Archie definitely. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Best role playing. Jeremy. Yeah. 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 That manifested. The entire time yeah. all I was thinking was, man, this is like an arrow speech. Yeah. No, see, I, I was actually <laughs> thinking of uh, uh, Guy Fox. <laughs> Take back your city. It was That's when I was yeah. like, oh yeah, this is arrow. <laughs> Alright, yeah, come on. See, to me it was definitely a Guy Fox speech. Yeah. <laughs> so it was great because I feel like the last two sessions with Sam, we had an incredible dialogue monologue and then with this one we had an incredible speech that came out of it i feel like we're we're like really starting to fire on some high octane creative cylinders yeah. like coming up with some really good character moments well and the uh, the idea for your uh people listening is jordan hinted at julian doing something like this to spark them actually having to leave the city yeah so Coming into this session, it was always in the back of my mind, Julian's going to find a way to do this manifesto, which is obviously going to spark this big conflict in Consiglio. Um, I think even like the night of that we last played together, I sent the quote from the microscope session yes. outlining how they were, how there was going to be an uprising in the city. And it has always been the thought in the back of my mind since Julian has been so hard-pressed against the elemental control that Julian, maybe not on purpose, is the one that sparks the war. Yeah. Hmm. And at one point when Julian started to get really dark after he learned of Alien's death, it was I was turning around, does he do this on purpose? Does he start the war on purpose? So that was also a thought as we're heading into the session. Is like, Julian's going to do this manifesto. Is it going to be something that he actually does with only the help of Bear and Jer and... When it airs, it is a shock to everybody else in the party. But the nature of the how that worked, I kind of like where it was, where this was like, all right, this is our diversion. Yeah. yeah. And, uh -huh. That's nice. But also wanted to throw in some of Julian's things that he harps on over and over in the manifesto to that was not his overt attempt in sparking the city into this kind of conflict but i think that's where a lot of it the interpretation has would have been taken by the public right yeah right and i like that idea of the chance of north in the street some of them are like empowering chance and some of them are like calling for like justice against north yeah, yeah. So you never know which is, and, and you don't know which ones are empowering for who, and which ones are yeah. calling for justice for who. I love it. So, Jer's initial response when uh, Julian was putting forth his whole master plan to save the world, uh, his initial response was no, 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 no. But then he stopped and he thought about it, and he was like, "This could be really good for Healing Hands because it would destroy them." back down to their basic roots. And I think that's going to be... They would be forced to be a group for healing rather than city domination. Back a few months ago, we sat down and we were just talking about stuff, um, Jeff and I. And I said, so what do, what do you see for Jer Land? And he said that he saw them re healing hands. So 
this has been something that I feel is coming and it's probably going to be a major thrust for the next season. You know, um, it, it is basically because I feel like in some ways we've dealt with the council in a fairly satisfactory manner because. Well, we've kind of left it that obviously we're leaving the city. There's going to be this huge uprising against the council. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of like left like that we've left it that there are some pretty big names in the council that will probably survive this uprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not be in control. Will survive. Mm. Yep. And Jordan, you you brought it back when I forget where we were talking about, and but uh, and that's why I put that in Julian's dossier. Yeah. That the one that has been tracking him has been the Void. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Void seems to be. We need to follow this guy mm-hmm. for some reason. So and knowing that their powers are very similar. Yeah. In their innate ability, that's probably why the void is yeah. fun because you can force out. Yep. So yes, you take your point. Jeremy gets the point Whew. by far. Snack. <laughs> Snack. Uh, there were a lot of good snacks tonight. Yeah, there were. Mine's for the chicken saute with the peanut dipping sauce. There was chicken saute, peanut sauce. There was <laughs> uh, a peanut butter pie, cream, cream, cream pie. pie. There was. Apple loaf and lemon loaf. Apple, yeah, apple loaf, lemon loaf. And there were, I'm going to say it, there were these honey cheddar chiefs puffs. Make hers yours. I could not stop <laughs> eating. <laughs> <laughs> and the chips and salsa. And chips and salsa. Which I ate a huge pile of. <laughs> everything was pretty good. Yeah. Everything was, everything was very tasty. I'm going to have to say the apple whatever... Apple uh, loaf is yeah, the apple loaf. Apple caramel. Apple caramel even better. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to say the honey cheddar cheese. <laughs> I mean, literally on break, everybody's like, "You're going back for more?" I'm like, "Yeah." And, and I remember, like at, at the beginning, you were like, "I don't know. I'll just try them just to see." Yeah, I picked like. up the bag and I was like, "Honey I know, cheddar." Mean- I was like, "What is this?" And then I had one. I was like, "These are pretty good." These are pretty good. Five cheese puffs later, I was like, these are really good. <laughs> I'm going to have to vote for the peanut butter cream pie. Yeah. God, do we have like four separate votes? Uh-huh. Yeah. Four separate things? Uh-huh. I have separate votes. What did you vote for? I haven't voted yet. Oh. Yeah, because there's five of us. Yeah. I can't count at all tonight. <laughs> Neither could your rolls. Our rolls are awful. It happens sometimes. I'm yeah. glad it happened in the climax, though, and because it made it really tense. <laughs> Unless you got, a, like, a 38. And, I mean, and then, and then your GM had to bollocks it all up for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Deciding vote. No, I'm the deciding vote if there's a tie. Well, we've got one well, we for peanut butter, one for well, no, chicken. No, I could vote for chips and salsa. Oh, yeah, yeah if you vote for chips and salsa, then it's... the apple, one for the cheese puffs. So, yeah, Johnny. If you vote chips and salsa, then there's a tie. We've got to make Jordan decide. I feel like I should ch- vote chips and salsa because I really want to vote for my own just because I'm more in the mood for savory than sweet, you know? Valid. So, But I'm going to say chips and salsa so Jordan has to decide. Oh, no. <laughs> it seems like every time there's a tie, there is the potential of the tie, the last person always like, ah, I'm opting out. Jordan, you decide. <laughs> well, okay, if it weren't for my own. Yeah. 
Or from my horse. That, that, <laughs> yeah. So I, I found myself going back to the chicken pretty regularly, just as much as you were going back to the, mm-hmm. to the cheese puffs. <laughs> but, so Stick here's the, the thing, is that like I've got to go with proats over everything, right? Just yeah, for yeah, personal yeah. lifestyle choices. So I'm going to have to go with the chicken. <sighs> I'll take it. That's good chicken. And that peanut sauce. Yeah, that was really the The peanut sauce is why you got my vote. (laughs) I know. Johnny's happy. He's back on top of the food chain. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. After after two Two consecutive rounds of losing. losing. Johnny's back on top. All right, people. We have no idea what's coming next on Bone Thrower's Theater. uh, We will return. Lots of snow. We will return. Lots of snow, lots of bitterness. Yeah. But we will be back uh, with some some frost in the air, some nip in uh, our noses, on our noses, I guess. I don't know. It should be for an exciting time as we get to explore the world in further detail. All right, well, have fun. See you all later. And listen to this group of losers again. Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Ellie, Jeff... Jeremy, Johnny, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license. That means you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is bonethrowerstheater. You can also look us up on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.